A very good day to you and your beautiful families. This is D-Nice here at WagerAger. Coming off of a very late night watching the dog shit that was Eagles-Giants 22-21. My Eagles getting it done. Of course, not covering the spread. Coming off that, a little groggy here on a Friday morning. Just wanted to thank Yanni from Bet Crushers for coming on. We had to record a little bit late on Wednesday evening. All of us here at WagerAger, and shout out to all the guys here at WagerAger too. We've got guys expecting children, guys moving, we've got weddings, we've got all sorts of stuff happening. And so moving around schedules is tough. Yanni was able to come on, just me and Yanni going through this entire card. The goal always is like, all right, hey, let's do this in like 25 to 40 minutes. And of course, we went for an hour, but it's always great conversation. We're up until like 11.15 talking through it. And then I don't think I went to bed until 12.30, just all fired up talking football bets. So I'm going to break this up into two parts. But again, thanks for Bet Crushers and Yanni coming on. Hopefully you enjoy this content. Again, going to split it up into two parts. We'll drop one part here Friday morning, probably the rest of it on Friday afternoon. And if you're not following us or the podcast already, please do subscribe to the pod, Apple, Spotify, wherever the hell you're listening to this podcast. There's so many platforms out there right now. I can't even keep track of it. Follow us, wager underscore rager, Twitter, Instagram. We have a YouTube page as well. We were actually broadcasting live, and we're going to do this for every Thursday night football game live. And you can find that on the Twitter account. If you have Facebook, just look up WagerAger. I barely use Facebook, though, to be honest with you. Or YouTube, WagerAger, and we give our second half bets. We had a nice little live stream last night. We had it two weeks ago with DUI. COVID took the game away from us last week, but we're going to do this for each and every game on Thursday night. And some of the bigger Sunday and Monday night games, if there's people around, if we get some people on board to do the live stream, we'll definitely do it. So definitely check us out there. Without further ado, here is Yanni from Bet Crushers as we go through the week number seven card. Thanks for joining us here at WagerAger. D-Nice, just me and Yanni this time. Yanni, what's going on, man? Hey, not a lot, man. A little late night talk about some football. How you doing? Doing great. Late night, recording this on a Wednesday, what, it's like 10, 15 Eastern here. Figured better late than never, right? Talk some week seven NFL. Never too late to get in and uh, find some winners. Never too late, except for some of these lines as we'll go through it. I think I kind of snoozed and I missed uh, some of the line value that I wanted to get. And we'll get to all of those games. But we were just talking off the air about uh, how a couple bets we might have, you know, should have bet a little bit early. And now the number got away from us. So we'll try to find an angle that we like or maybe tease some things around. So we'll go in order of games. And this is week seven. I can't believe that we've made it till week seven. Uh, we don't have a Monday night doubleheader for the first time in uh, a couple of weeks, I think, here. We have Thursday night football. We're probably not going to get this podcast out till Friday, but Thursday night football, Giants, Eagles. My Eagles, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens with that dumpster fire of the NFC East. There's two one-win teams going head-to-head on Thursday night. So by the time people are listening to this on Friday, Saturday, and the weekend, someone's going to have two wins, right? Someone's going to be rocking that division with two wins, man. Someone's going to be favored in that division at two, four, and one, (laughs) one and six or something. Cowboys might still be favored at two and four. It's a mess. It's a mess. But we'll go and we'll start with two teams that used to be a mess, Cleveland and Cincinnati. Cleveland coming off of a brutal, brutal loss. Cleveland, I should say, up front. Cleveland, three, three and a half point favorites. You can get three some spots over under 50 and a half. This is in Cincinnati. 
they actually played what about a month, five weeks ago, that Thursday night game, high scoring affair, 35, 30 burrow backdoored it. So backdoor burrow came through any initial leans on this. I don't have much on this, except you could always, you know, tease Cincinnati up. I don't know if I'm going to get into bed with that one. Do you have any leans on this one? Yeah, you know, nothing nothing strong, but I would say this. I think, you know, first of all, we got to see what what the status is with Baker Mayfield, make sure he looks like he's a solid go, right? Um, I, I mean, I know fans there are a little, a little livid with him and they want to see Case Keenum and whatnot, but realistically, I, I think this is, this is Mayfield's team there. I, I like, if anything, I like the total there. I think that you mentioned the first game was what about sixty-five total points. I think yeah, 35, sixty-five. 30, yeah, sixty-five. So, you know, it's it's at fifty and a half. Obviously, not a low number, but I think that this, this team on both ends of the field are are both sides of the ball are going to be able to move it. Um, you know, I think Cleveland's going to be able to run the ball. Cream Hunt should have a big day there. And Cincinnati, I mean, their offense is moving. Burrow's getting to moving, like you said. He he gets some. Lift. Eight scores. I mean, they've got some weapons there. So, you know, I think if anything, I would potentially look at the over. If Mayfield looks healthy, I, you know, I think Cleveland's a lot better team, but I don't know that I trust them enough with the hook to, to lay the points on the road there. Backdoor Burrow. Yeah. I'm looking at some other stats here. Cincinnati defense actually isn't ranking out that bad right now. It was actually higher last week. It, it's ranking what DVOA here, number 18 in the league. I think that they can put up enough points. The thing that does give me some pause is, is Baker Mayfield going to be, I mean, I know he's not full health, but is he even going to be half health? And if you have to have Case Keenum coming in there, it's, it's a downgrade, but we'll see how much of a downgrade they're coming off of a pummeling against another AFC North foe in Pittsburgh. I'm probably going to lay off of it. I could consider teasing Cincinnati up, but do I want to start our show and our bets with teasing Cincinnati and betting on Cincinnati? I mean, they, they 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 cover spreads. They should cover a teaser. Ten and a half or ten, you could get it out. I guess teased, but yeah, I don't you're know. You're a braver man than I am if you're going to tease Cincinnati there. So I'm circling yeah. that one. I'm going to come back to it. <laughs> Something that I'm not going to come back to, and you're going to just convince me not to do it again throughout the whole weekend. Dallas and Washington. I've been betting on Dallas. I think I've bet on Dallas four times this season. This is down to a pick. This opened at three. I thought if Dallas actually looked good on Monday night with Dalton, this would get to like, you know, five, six, maybe. No, complete opposite way. Dallas looked like shit. They're shit talking the coaches. Over under is 46. That seems low with that shitty Dallas defense. I'm not betting any, I'm not doing anything with this game because Dallas keeps burning me. They couldn't even hit, come close to hitting in a tease last week for me. <laughs> I mean, what? 0 oh, oh 6 against the spread? Cowboys, yeah, oh I believe. 0 6 against the spread. Yeah, I, you can't bet this game. I mean, unless you just truly want to flip a coin and have some action going, you, you can't bet this game. I, I think, you know, Dallas, their offensive line's a mess. Obviously, Dalton didn't look good. Um, you know, I, I like Washington's defensive front to, you know, get after Dalton a little bit. Yep, yep. You know, I think the Cowboys will get their get a win and, and get a cover finally here. But no way, no <laughs> chance I'm betting on this. No, I chance. honestly just can't bet. it. I'm not even going to tease the damn thing. No, they're no. oh, and they're not even at home, so they are in DC. Oh yeah, I'm not doing anything with this. I honestly don't even know who's going to be the quarterback for the majority of the game for Washington. It doesn't matter to me. Like, <laughs> there's no good quarterback on that team, but you just don't know what's going to happen with Dallas. Dalton should look better, but they should have looked better on Monday night. You know, yep. like they had eight days to prepare in that game. McCarthy could be one and done, right? Man, he could definitely I, I, be one and done. 
I will tell you, I I did not expect this from the Cowboys this year. And obviously, you can't plan for the DAC injury, and, and obviously they're missing their two Pro Bowl tackles. So I mean, you know, some of that is hard to plan for. But just the the dysfunction of that organization, man, it, it's crazy. I, again, I think that's a hard pass for me in this one. Hard pass, probably for the rest of the season. You would have thought that they would have, you know, had a better mindset and that the dysfunction would have gone away a little bit because they got rid of Garrett and maybe they cleaned some things out. No, it's just not the case. And for the sixth time, I'm not betting on it, not teasing and not doing anything. Over under 46, I mean, flip a coin again. I mean, I would yeah. lean over, sure, but Washington can't move the ball and who knows what Dalton's going to do. So, absolutely. Next game, which is better. A few weeks ago, we might not thought it was as good of a game as even Dallas-Washington, but Detroit-Atlanta, upstart Atlanta Falcons, Detroit coming off of a win. Atlanta favored by one only at Bet Online, two mainly across the board, over under 54-55. Before we started recording here, I said that this, this to me is a very intriguing game, and I would lean Atlanta. I know that I don't trust Detroit. I probably shouldn't trust Atlanta just because they fired Dan Quinn doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, come back, but they looked decent last week and they got that win. They put up a 40 spot against Minnesota covered the spread and they won by what? 17 points. I, you know, to me again, and and you don't want to play both sides of the fence here, but this is a, a pass for me too. And, and I'm conflicted here. I think that Atlanta seems to be one of those streaky teams, right? They either can't win Jekyll a game and Hyde, or, man. Yeah. 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 And you know, you just wonder after how well they played against a, a Minnesota team that, you know, we thought they were starting to figure it out. And all of a sudden they they really beat up on them. And, you know, you saw the difference having Julio Jones made in that offense and for that team. I mean, sure huge did. difference, obviously. And, you know, initially, even though the totals at 55 and, you know, I was tempted initially to say, gosh, you know, these teams light it up. The Lions have not been scoring nearly as many points as I had thought they would be scoring this year. So, you know, I'm a little hesitant on that as well. I think, you know, gun to my head, I would probably take the Falcons at home less than a field goal. But, you know, I, I, I again, I won't be betting it. I don't have enough confidence in the Falcons. I think Detroit ultimately is a better team, as crazy as that sounds. To I say. know, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they might be the better team. I'm looking at overall success rate, sharp football stats. Detroit, where is Detroit here? I knew that they weren't towards the top. Detroit, middle of the pack, total success rate, offense. Tennessee leads it at 56%. Yeah. Detroit at 47%. That's actually like below average right now. Denver, 41% worse than the league. Yeah. So they're they're not efficient. They're converting on some third downs. I guess when you have Stafford, he can sling it, you know, have some third down conversions, but they're not doing, we thought that they would, you know, not be good defensively. And we know that they're not good defensively, but the offense is hit or miss Detroit, Atlanta, Minnesota. I'm trying to think of some other teams are, are in a category that are very difficult for me to bet on Miami. I think is in that category too, even more so with Tua, but there's certain teams. Vegas might be in that category also where I find it very difficult. Like I can construct a handicap and say what, I think might happen, but it just fluctuates so much week to week that you don't know what you're going to get. And I don't feel super comfortable betting into this thing. It's an intriguing game though. I mean, whoever wins this game, I guess is still alive in the playoff hunt, right? You know, it could be a fun game to watch. Like you said, I I just, this to me is a tough one to handicap. I, I don't, I don't think you can really make a legitimate argument either way, or I guess you could phrase it that you could make a legitimate argument either (laughs) way. So uh, you know, for me, it's again, it's a pass. Could be an exciting game. Might be a lot of points, but I, I, I can't, I can't comfortably take either of those teams. 
Agreed. Hopefully they show enough of it on red zone because I think uh, a lot of the air times can be taken up by Pittsburgh, Tennessee, which we'll get to, and maybe even Green Bay, Houston, maybe even this next game too. Carolina and New Orleans. New Orleans, seven and a half point favorite, almost entirely across the board. Bet on lines hanging at nine at plus 110, but I think that's to get around teaser opportunities and to kind of dissuade the better from having teasers over under at 51 on this one. Teddy Bridgewater coming off of, I think it's the first time he didn't cover this season. He might not have covered another game, but Teddy Bridgewater covering what is it like 75, 77% of games. My gut tells me that seven and a half points up front a little bit too much. I lean Carolina. I've had this circled. I was waiting to see what would happen with the spread. Maybe I should bet it before it might get bet down to six and a half. The over-under don't have too much of an opinion on New Orleans. You could also, you know, go the other side and say that you could tease that. Almost a basic strategy teaser, the over-unders at 51, which is like the new average, I feel like. Seven and a half, you could get down. You leaning anywhere on this one? Well, you kind of nailed it there. I think that if you like New Orleans, you want to tease this one down. The math works, and realistically, they should win. And, and I'm a I'm a fan of the Saints this year, even though you know they haven't necessarily played their best football, but I, I do like them to win. I will say that if I'm picking this against the spread, I'm taking the Panthers in the seven and a half all day long. Um, you know, these NFC South games tend to be close. You mentioned Bridgewater. He's kind of a cover machine there. You know, one other thing, too, Christian McCaffrey is eligible to come off IR, and I don't know that he's going to. Um, but, you know, that's something else to watch. I mean, obviously having him in the lineup would would give Carolina a boost. It could also move that line to that six and a half, like you said. Um, but I I really I think that Carolina at seven and a half, that's a solid play if you have faith in that team, which I do. I, I Do I think they're going to win oh, yeah. the game? No. But do I think they can keep that thing close? Absolutely. So take the points with Carolina or maybe tease it down with New Orleans. I think those are your two options in, the, in, in this game. Agreed. And didn't realize that he was eligible to come off the IR right now. Some people think that they're moving the ball and that they have more efficient of an offense without him right now because they don't need to worry about him. Like you're just like, okay, like he's a great player, but we don't need to, you know, concentrate on getting him 30, 35, 40% of touches like he used to get of the whole entire offense. So that's a very intriguing game. I might bet, and I know we're currently late, but I might do plus seven and a half before I turn in for the night here. I thought that might switch when limits opened up. And it didn't, which leads me to believe that maybe sharp money is just kind of in between right now. I'm still wondering when we're going to see more of this New Orleans defense. I expected of all the NFC contenders for the Saints to have one of the best defenses in the NFC. And we haven't seen that yet, have we? Oh, it's 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 really a mystery. And, you know, I I had booked we booked uh, a futures over win total for New Orleans to start the season. And a lot of that was based on the fact that I thought they were going to have one of the, you know, certainly a top 10, if not top five defense in the league. And, you know, it just hasn't happened. I mean, they, they haven't been as good at stopping the run. They've been getting hit with big plays in the secondary. So, you yeah. know, I don't know. They, they get Marcus Davenport back this week. He's a, a nice piece on the, on the defensive line there. So maybe that'll help. But I just, I don't know. Maybe their defense just isn't as good as, as we thought it was going to be. It might be one of those situations. It might be something like the Bills that their defense, you know, they have some injuries. Maybe the defense just isn't as good as we initially thought it was going to be. I'm trying to pull up some NFC odds right here to see who's favored to win the NFC. I'm curious as to what their number is. I'm probably not going to get behind them, not because I don't think that their defense is going to come back, but I think 
that Drew Brees and the arm strength concerns me, and I'm tired of seeing the Taysom Hill bullshit. Like, I don't know if that's going to work in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I'm just so sick and tired. Right now, just, just kind of switching gears, but I'm just looking at it. This is FanDuel, and there's plenty of other books, plenty of other lines out there. But right now, Seattle's favorite at plus 290 to take it. The New Orleans Saints, plus 550. Tied. It's a three-way tie. Tampa, Green Bay, New Orleans are at plus 550. I'd want a little bit more on New Orleans, like a seven to one, maybe. Yeah, I agree. The Rams are nine to one. San Fran, 15 to one. Chicago Bears, five and one, 16 to one right now. Interesting. It is interesting. It sounds about right to me, though, to be honest. Yeah, it does. I'd much rather bet on the Niners, even with all their injuries at 15 to one. I think even. Then the Bears at 16 to 1. I'm probably not going to bet on either. The Rams are intriguing to me at 9 to 1, even though they're coming off that loss, but they had a lot of travel, and we'll get into them in a little bit here. And if you really want to take a flyer, and if you think that the New York Giants, if they do win Thursday night football, they're uh they're they're two ten to one. So if they win Thursday <laughs> night football and take the lead in the NFC East. <laughs> Danny Dimes going to cash in, man. We'll see. Danny Dimes going to cash them. A buddy of mine took uh, took the Giants to win the NFC. It was like 27 to 1 a couple weeks back. And he said, honestly, I don't think they're going to win the NFC East, but I think that there's value there because all these other teams are awful. And sure enough, I don't think any of the other teams have won. Well, the Cowboys, I guess, did beat the Giants head-to-head, but the Cowboys have looked like shit also. The Eagles haven't won since. I think the Giants are down to like 8-1 to one to, to win the NFC. So he's got a valuable ticket, I guess. <laughs> so, all right, let's move on to the rest of the card here. So we touched that Carolina plus 7.5. I'm probably going to bet that. I might even want to tease New Orleans down. I don't like betting both sides, but that would be your strategy on that one if you like New Orleans. Like you said, couple with something else. The Jets and the Bills, we don't have to spend too much time on this. Buffalo favored by 13, 13 and a half, even some spots. It opened 10. I remember recording with the guys on Sunday evening. I think I even saw a nine and a half, 10, and I said, I should bet this right now. Sure enough, I should have bet it right now. Even though Josh Allen didn't look good for the second straight week, they're up to almost two touchdown favorites because the Jets might be one of the worst teams we've seen. I mean, this, the Jets are definitely one of the worst teams of the last decade. I, I mean, I don't think there's any question yeah. about it when you look at this roster and then you you know you add in the the coaching and all of that that goes into it. I mean, that team's a mess. And I, I can hmm. tell you this: I booked the Bills at, at minus ten and a half. Um, so, like you said, the lines moved up to thirteen and a half. I think is is what it's sitting at now. And it's crazy. There was a time not that long ago, and I mean probably five years ago, when you didn't bet my, you didn't lay thirteen points with a game. You just no. didn't do it. And you know, I I think that the industry's changed a little bit where that's an option now. Um, you know, and when I look at this game, you're right. Josh Allen hasn't looked good the last couple of weeks. He, he definitely didn't look good against the Chiefs. But this is definitely a bounce back, get right situation if there ever was one. I mean, I think that when you look at the matchups there. I think the Bills should be able to score at will in this game. And, you know, their defense has struggled. But let's be honest, the Jets have no weapons out there at all. So, and, and I don't know if Darnold's going to play. I don't know if Flacco's going to play. I don't think it matters. It probably um, doesn't you know, matter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, anyways, like you said, I don't think we want to spend a lot of time on it. If you're comfortable laying a big number, I say go for it, and I think you're going to win. But if you believe kind of the old school mentality that you just don't lay 13 points, then then stay away. 
Yeah, certain situations, I'm certainly okay doing it. I think that this could potentially be one of those situations. I'm jealous that I don't have your 10 and a half ticket. I should have just bet it right there on Sunday evening and kind of held out. I don't know why I kind of pussied out on that one. Something to consider, the over-under is down at 44 and a half, 45 and a half. I wonder what a Bills team total is going to be. But then you risk, if you do hit that team total, say it's up at 30 Maybe you can get like a uh, – you're, you're probably not going to get a 27.5 with a spread of 13.5. The thing is that if it's at like 30-31, if they're up big fourth quarter and they call off the dogs, they might end up winning the game, you know, like 28-3 to three or something. And then you're like, oh, we, we've I should have taken the couple, minus 13. <laughs> we've seen that in a couple Jets games where the score ended up that way. So, yep, yep. Yep, and then if you take the under in the game at 45 and the Bills end up putting up, you know, a 45 spot themselves, you're kind of kicking yourself. So minus 13 might be the way to go there. Okay, we can move on. Uh, actually, last thing, Jets are, are definitely last football outsiders DVOA. Do you want to take a guess as to who's second to last according to football outsiders DVOA overall? Ooh, I haven't looked at DVOA. I, I guess if I were guessing, I would say the Jaguars, but I don't know. Jacksonville's 28th in the league. The Philadelphia Eagles rank as second worst in the league right now. Ooh, believe it ouch. or not, believe it or not, Giants are right above them. That's interesting. And, you know, take it with a grain of salt because I think DVOA takes some some prior projections and priors through the first half of the season. But you would think actually that that would go in the Eagles' favor because they probably had, had good prior projections yeah, for the for Eagles. Sure. So for them to be second to last, that's that's something. So that's, we'll see what they do on, on Thursday Night Football. I should stop talking about Thursday Night Football because we're going to you know release this likely afterwards. But I thought that was interesting that they were second to last. So. That is interesting. Moving on, I think we both – have things to say here and things to be like green Bay three and a half point favorites. There was a four earlier that's gone. Now you can get a three up Bovada at minus minus one fifteen against Houston in Houston over under 57, a lot of points green Bay coming off that ugly, ugly loss to Tampa Bay where they lost. What was it? 38, 10. It was ugly. So I'll just tell you this. This this is going to sound like the squarest bet of all time, right? <laughs> laying, laying a field goal on the road. I, I get it. I'm telling you, I am all in 100%. It's my favorite play of the week. And quite frankly, it's one of my favorite plays of the season so far in, in taking Green Bay here. Love and it. Love I, I'll it. tell you, we booked this on the look ahead last Thursday. And, you know, I looked at that game and said, this is a total mismatch when you look at the, you know, you break down the matchup there. And then obviously Green Bay went out, laid an egg against Tampa. And, you know, I to me, that made it a little bit of a trendier pick because I think a lot of people were saying, hey, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to lay an egg two weeks in a row. Bounce back and, game, yeah. yeah. And, and then it sounds even more square. Yeah. But, yeah. You and, know and, you know, obviously that, that concerns me a little bit. But I'll be honest, I don't think this game's close. I think Green Bay is going to do whatever they want on offense. I think they're going to run Aaron Jones. I think he's going to have a monster day. Uh, obviously, like we said, Rodgers will bounce back. Yeah. And, and I just, when you look at the Houston offense, Green Bay's vulnerable against the run. Houston doesn't really run the ball that well. I mean, I'm sure they'll try, but they haven't been able to establish any running this year. So, you know, they're going to make Watson drop back and throw it. And look, he can do it. I mean, he he brought his team back. They, you know, had a good shot at Tennessee last week, but I'm just not buying it. I think Green Bay wins this game by 10 plus points. I think that it's, you know, a, an easy I don't want to call it an easy cover, but to me, this is a, a 30 to 20 type game. 
Um, you know, maybe worse. Yeah, I mean, it could be 34 to 17 type game. I don't think it's close. I'm laying those points. I feel great about it. That's what I'm going to say. Hopefully I don't look back on this on Monday and say, man, I sounded like an idiot. I, I really <laughs> like this play. Call it a square bet. Call it what you want. I love it. I love Green Bay here. It's a great spot for the Packers. I'm with you. I had this circled before. I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger on this. It's at three and a half. What was the uh, the the line that you got last week? Was it three well, and a half? Three and a half. We were able to buy the point for minus 125. So we've got it okay. minus three at minus 125. Um, you know, obviously a little protection there. We, you know, we generally, I, I don't know, we haven't talked a lot about unit play and, and that. I mean, we usually play a, a pretty similar unit with every bet that we make. I'm loaded up on this one. We don't, I don't do that very often, but yeah. that's how much I like this one. So I'm, I'm loaded up on it, bought the half point just for a little field goal protection there. But I, I to be honest, I don't think we're going to need it. I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, I can get a minus three, minus 115 right now, Pavada. That's definitely going to happen. I like this. I think that, yeah, sure, it sounds like a square play, but you had your handicap made and your projections made ahead of last week. Houston, I guess you could say that they looked a little bit better against Tennessee, but guess what? They ended up blowing that game. Like they they did blow that game, and I guess they should have had that game. But, hey, if Tennessee can put up, what was it, a 42 spot against them, I think Green Bay can do it. Aaron Jones, bounce back. Green Bay, bounce back. LaFleur, Rodgers, they're all pissed off, I think, after last week. And I think that something that we were talking about before recording also is that a recent trend that we've been seeing, I guess, definitely this year and perhaps even last year and in recent years is that these white hot teams, they start out 4-0, 5-0, something like that. They go into that early bye week and it's like throwing water on them to a certain extent and they just come out a little bit flat. Green Bay came out flat. I don't know if, you know, Tampa had that good of a game plan or they were just, you know, sniffing themselves a little bit. That's why I'm a little bit worried about Seattle, which we'll get to not next. We get to Pittsburgh, Tennessee next, but I think maybe that's what happened there. And they'll uh, come out and kick the living shit out of Houston here, I think. So <laughs> minus three, minus 115, it is for me too. 57, I'm going to leave that alone, but I wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay puts up, uh, you know, something close to 40 points in this game. Wouldn't shock me. So, okay. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, this one game of the week probably might be one of the most interesting movements of the week so far either. I saw Pittsburgh all the way up at minus two on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, favored by two. It's in Tennessee. I'm showing almost across the board right now. Tennessee favored by one, over under 50 and a half, 51. I've already bet the over 51. I haven't touched the side. What are you thinking on this game? Because I definitely like the over. So real quick, uh, you were mentioning some Super Bowl odds earlier. Pittsburgh is down on that list. You can get them at a great price. So if can you believe in, yeah, I, I I don't remember exactly what it was. I want to say plus sixteen hundred, maybe. I you know I, I don't remember what it was exactly. But if you believe in the Steelers, I just want to throw that out there because they were the one to me that jumped out on that list and said, boy, there's some value there if you you know want to take a long shot. But moving on to the game, I'm with you on the total. I like this game to go over. Tennessee has been crushing overs. Going back to last season and this season, they are hitting over repeatedly. Um, obviously, we know Pittsburgh's defense is good. We saw what they did to the Browns. But I think that Tennessee's kind of proven they, they've got a, a plan that'll work. And, and do I expect Derrick Henry to have a big game? No, I think Pittsburgh will slow him down a little bit. But to be honest, I think that pushes it in the favor of the over. I think that, you know, Tennessee is yeah. going to be forced to air it out a little bit. I actually think Pittsburgh's going to air it out a little bit, and they've proven they can throw the ball. So I'm with you. I think this number's too low on the total. I like this game to go over. 
Um, on the side, obviously, you got two good teams going. I think you can make the argument either way. So for me, I, I would rather play the total, uh, hope for, and, and expect a lot of points in that game. I'm with you. Pittsburgh right now, FanDuel 12 to 1. You can probably get a 16 to 1 out there. FanDuel, a lot of times I've, I've noticed that they kind of juice their, their uh, futures down a bit. You can probably get a 16 to 1. Yeah, if you think that Pittsburgh has a shot at a bye week, and it doesn't even matter if they get a bye week or not, actually. I mean, if you think Pittsburgh is in the mix, that's a decent number for the Super Bowl. Pittsburgh, I think that they have a solid defense, but I also know that some teams have been moving the ball on them. I mean, the Eagles move the ball on them. Eagles, for all intents and purposes, are not a good team. I mean, I think that they're a little bit better than the 31st football outsiders ranking, but they put up a 29 spot against the Steelers. I'm just looking at the Steelers, and I know their defense is good, but who have they played? So I'm going down the list here. Cleveland, Philadelphia, Houston, Deshaun Watson. They actually barely covered that number, 28-21. They had some trouble. They didn't cover the number against Denver and didn't uh, Denver starting quarterback get uh, hurt in that game and they had to turn it over to to what's-his-face. I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Oh, You're exactly right. I mean, you know, I think there's some truth to that. It really just goes down to do you trust Pittsburgh or Tennessee? And for me, I I don't – that's why I'm looking at the total. But, you know, one other thing, too, when you mentioned that, Devin Bush lost for the season for Pittsburgh there. Yes. Key key part to that interior defense there in the the middle linebacker position or linebacker position. So, I don't know. I I think – you know, gun to my head, I would probably take the Titans, but I wouldn't feel great about it. I feel much better looking at the over. Tennessee's been an over machine, four and one to the over so far. I'm not impressed by Tennessee's defense at all. Honestly, I think you can move the ball on them. Very efficient offense. We'll see what happens. Two undefeated teams. Didn't expect these teams to be undefeated, but I think that it's going to be one of those really close games going score for score. And I mean, with the spread of minus one, it's been going back and forth between Pittsburgh favorite Tennessee, even have, have a shot for overtime. I mean, I, who knows if that's going to happen or not, but if it goes to overtime, you feel really good about that over. So, sure. okay. Okay. That's uh that's one of my favorite plays of the week there over 51. It's actually 50 and a half some spots. <laughs> 